Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? brave. I love you so much. In fact, I can't stop thinking about you. And I can't stop thinking about the topics that we're going to talk about. I can't stop. John, it's driving me nuts. I can't stop thinking about this show. You're in a loop. I am. Stuck it, in a loop. It just it's keeps going. It's a good going. loop though, right? Yeah. Like I'm thinking about topics, what to talk about, <laughs> what are we going to do? And I tell you, I get super pumped because there's so many topics for us to cover that we have to literally handpick the ones that we air. And today is one of my favorite days. I'm super excited about our guest today because, ladies, I love leadership. I love women in leadership. I love women who like to bring excellence to the table. And this is the guest we have with us today, Marcy Melzon. Thank you, Marcy, for coming on. Thank you for having me again. I'm super excited. Yes. Now, ladies, if you had missed it before, we had her on earlier on a, a, an airing, which you now can find on podcast, which is called Godly Women in the Workplace. Why did we talk about that? Because when you're out there working, um, you just need to know that God is with you. And she gave us a lot of tools. She gave us a lot of insight and a lot of leadership tips in uh, that podcast. So go ahead, find it either at our website at himforherministries.org, um, or you can find it pretty much anywhere where podcasts are playing today. So um, I encourage you guys to go back and listen. But today I'm super pumped. I got to get to it. I got to introduce my guest because I can't wait till we get into her new book. So who do I have here? This woman, Marcy Melzon, is a passionate leadership consultant and speaker. She provides tools and guidance for today and tomorrow's leaders. In Bring Your Shoes, her new book, of which I love shoes, so I, I love the title, Bring Your Shoes, she shares her wisdom and advice gleaning from more than two decades of successful management and leadership experience. And she adds valuable advice from other accomplished leaders. Now, Melzon's goal is to help current leaders and potential leaders do better and better at maximizing their individual talents and the combined talents of their team members. This is the part I just love. You not only talk about your own leadership, but you talk about the team members as well. And as a leader of those teams, or if you're one of the team members, how you can uh, become a better you. So for the own benefit and the best advantage of their organization. So this is what I want you guys to know. Marcy uses this as a much-needed guide with excellent advice on how to be a better leader at any stage of your career. The book is called Bringing Your Shoes, A Fresh Perspective for Leaders with Big Shoes to Fill. Thank you, Marcy, so much for being here with me today. Thank you. I'm super excited. Yeah. Can't wait. I know. I can't wait either because <laughs> I brought my shoes. We're both wearing our... Yep. John, did you bring your shoes? Got them on shoes. I tell you, why did you write this book and why did you title it that? Well, the very first time that I became a manager, I walked into my office super excited and it was a dark, gloomy winter day like the ones we are having these days here in Minnesota. 
And I walked up to my desk and I started looking on the desk that it was empty. And then I opened all the drawers. Everything was empty and there was nothing or no one to guide me on what to do on my very first job as a, as a manager. This was my first time as a leader and as a manager of a branch in a bank downtown Minneapolis. And then I started to panic. I thought, oh my gosh, I have big shoes to fill with the previous person that was there and they're comparing myself to the president of the bank. And then I thought, okay, just stop. Don't panic. Be humble. You don't have to know everything. You're here to lead and to learn. And, and I decided, okay, you're right. I'm telling all this in my, you know, in my own head. You're right. You're right. And so I decided at that time, instead of comparing myself and thinking I have big shoes to fill, I'm going to bring my own shoes. And that was the inspiration for this book, you know, to tell others to not compare yourself to anyone. You're a unique person and just bring your shoes, bring your entire self wherever you go. And did you find that that was difficult to do or did people pretty much respect and appreciate that you brought your own uniqueness to the job? Well, yes and no. And it it depends uh, because I had what I say three strikes against me. I was the youngest female manager amongst, I was only 29 years old and I was the, the only woman manager amongst 33 men. But I always, I don't like to generalize because it was one man, one of them who took me under his wing mm-hmm. and helped me along. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's always some, uh, there's always somebody that wants to help you. So we need to keep that in mind, not generalize, be unique and also pay it forward in every way. Yes. And really, that's what you're doing with mm-hmm. this book. You yes. are paying it forward. You've got yes. a vast amount of experience. Mm-hmm. You've held every, I think in the past when we interviewed you, you said you held, uh, you know, every you know, CEO, I mean, all these all other the positions, level. all yep. these C-level, that's what it was. <laughs> um, and, and you just really have brought excellence to your leadership. And now you not only do consulting, but you also are a keynote speaker um, at different yes. organizations. And it will also tie in with this great book, Bring Your Shoes. Um, so can you share with us a little bit about the chapters, why you set it up the way you did, and how can it help our listeners? Well, first of all, the title of the book came from an article that I wrote that I got inspired to write that because in addition to my own feelings, when I had my own, my first experience as a manager, I noticed that everyone at some point in your career and even during interviews, you say when you're coming in to fulfill someone else's job, Mm -hmm. we all get told, oh, you have big shoes to fill. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's kind of disappointing to some people, I'm going to start encouraging people to bring your shoes. Yeah, deflating is what Yes, deflating. Yes. So right there in the interview, I decided to start changing and not asking that or making that statement. And then from there, I wrote an article that that was called um, just that. uh, What was it? New job, big shoes to fill, bring your shoes. (laughs) And then from there, when I gave it to one of my first readers, you know, when I first finished the book, you give it to several readers for, for input. And one of the ladies said, you know, you should really think about titling the book that, that mm-hmm. title of that chapter. And I said, you're right. So that's where that came from. But the subtitle, you know, the, a fresh perspective for leaders with big shoes to fill. A lot of people tell me, what is that fresh perspective? Mm-hmm. You know, they ask me. And the book is mainly in three, it's three parts. I really strongly believe as a leader, you have to get to know yourself. So the part one is discovering your talents and maximizing those talents so you can be the best you can be using that. 
and how do you maximize and well you help others using your talents part two is discovering and maximizing the talents of the people you lead because if now you know yourself you know what you're missing so then you hire team members that have those knowledge gaps and the talents that you don't have and that's how you make a huge amazing team and then part three is maximizing the team's talent together. Now you know all the pieces of the puzzle and how you can form new teams like that and putting everybody in the right places using their talents. Mm-hmm. You know you know what I've really noticed? I love to watch leaders, Marcy, and I love to see how they organize their teams, what they do that's effective, what they do that's not effective. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of leaders out there that are not feeding or reading or studying or staying up on the best practices for leadership. And really, your book is a best practices of leadership. Thank you. Yes. I love that you take us through all the different cycles, whatever that would be. You could be a brand new woman who's thinking about going out there and, and starting in the workplace, or you can be a very experienced person that has hold and held many titles. So I just think your book was really relevant on all levels. Thank you. And the, for example, there is one part there that I say there is one rule that I break as a manager, and that is that I do become friends with mm-hmm. my employees. To me, that's totally okay as long as you have healthy boundaries, Yeah. right? Just like being a parent with your child, right? If you have good boundaries, you can have a friendship also. And when I took that time to spend with my employees to get to know them, Mm -hmm. that one-on-one meeting that I had every week with all my direct reports, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we were done and it was an hour a week. So it was six meetings a week Mm -hmm. with all my direct reports. If we were done talking about business in 30 minutes, the rest of the time, we didn't just go. I took that time to get to know them. Mm-hmm. So I learned about their family life, their kids. I even knew their pets' names. Now, you, you just I'm so glad you brought this up because I, I did devour your book. And in your book, you did talk about a leader will typically say, I don't have time, Marcy, to sit down with my uh, every employee. And, say, and you talk about the direct people that they're dealing with as well. But what did you say about time and time management in your book? Well, some people disagree that we can manage time. Um, They say, oh, we all have the same amount of time and we can't manage it. And I disagree. I think that we can manage time. Uh, But the key concept that I have in another chapter there, too, is the concept of investing time Mm -hmm. and investing your time in the right things. And the right things are people, people first, right? Prioritizing where you invest your time and for me, investing my time in getting to know my employees and spending that time uh, was priceless. Not only it saved us both time during the week because we both saved all the items to talk about and we met once a week and we were done. So very few interruptions. Let the interruptions be the real things that needed attention, right? Mm-hmm. So I really believe that when we organize ourselves and prioritize things, you can manage the time mm-hmm. that we have. That's great wisdom. And, you know, you talked about how people invest their money but yes. instead, in this perspective, you're saying you're investing your time. And not only that, it will become a team that is yes. working together and that's unified. And it really makes a big impact, um, especially when a leader reaches out and lets you know as a team member that you're valued and you're mm-hmm. treasured. 
and that you're bringing your own yeah. shoes to the table. Amen. Yes, that's right. I love that. You know what yes. I like to do? And, and no, I know that you're rolling your eyes like, I'm not sure what you're going to do, Shook. But uh, I'd like to just touch on each one of the parts. So there's three parts. I just want to touch on one chapter out of the first part, one chapter out okay. of the second part, one chapter out of the third. Because I want the women to be just have an appetite, our listeners out there for this book. Um, and can you please tell us where they can find this book, Bring Your Shoes? Yes, they can find it either on Amazon just by typing my name, uh, Marcia Malson. Um, and How do you spell that? M-A-R-C-I-A-M-A-L-Z-A-H-N. Of course, you can type the name of the book as well, Bring mm-hmm. Your Shoes, and it's going to come up. Also, with my uh, website, marciamalson.com. Um, I list all my books there as well. Mm. So that's Thank where you. they can find them. And ladies, mm-hmm. if you're just yeah. tuning in, so happy you're here. I hope you got your shoes on because we're talking about Bring Your Shoes, a fresh perspective for or leaders either. with big shoes to fill. So I'm so thankful that you're listening in. Um, I love women in the workplace. I love leaders. I love women with ambition. I love teams. I love studying how people put together their teams. So for me, this just was a book. That was right up my alley. I really encourage you guys to get it. It's really powerful. And uh, this is Sugbury, him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. If you want to find us, I wish you would, online at him for her ministries, H-I-M number four, her ministries. And you will find a link there where we are hooking up and showing you where you can buy this book as well. If you're out jogging or you're doing something else, you don't have time to write it down, just come find us online, himforherministries.org, and I will point you in the right direction for Marcy Melzon and her fabulous book. Okay, here we are. Part one, discover and maximize your talents. And you have several chapters underneath that. Know yourself, know your value. Are you a leader in the making? Do you get it? Do you want it? Do you have the capacity to do it? This is what irritates me today is that so many people lack ambition or lack the desire to want to become better people in a position, not only for the the forward launch that that might do in their career, but as well, just bringing your best, your best talents. And you talk about that in your chapters as well. Um, On chapter seven, you talk about a new job, big shoes to fill, bring your shoes. You've touched on that a little bit, but can we talk about chapter eight? Does your workplace allow you to flourish as an employee? What if somebody's stuck in a dead-end job? What do you tell them? I ask them several questions. I, I start by, by asking you, what are your interests versus your passions? Mm-hmm. Are you, well, we go back to chapter one, know yourself, right? What are the talents that you have? Which talents are you using in your job right now? And if you're not using them all, which most of the time we won't be able to use all our talents in a job. Mm -hmm. So then are you volunteering? Sometimes you can volunteer and use other talents. In fact, my leadership experience came from volunteering. Mm -hmm. I started volunteering in nonprofit boards in 1993, and I have not stopped. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, we were just talking about it. I'm I'm serving on five boards right now. I don't recommend five. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's too many right now for me too, but... um, I started serving on a board in a nonprofit association for women in financial services. And it was because I was serving on the board and I was president. Um, I served on different positions, but I was president of the board downtown Minneapolis. The, the association, the group downtown had 133 members. And through the association, I got a management certification. And it was because of that precisely that my manager at that time came to offer me 
the manager job as a branch manager downtown Minneapolis for the first time without any supervisory position, you know, experience before. Don't you find when people volunteer? Now, of course, I have a nonprofit, Him for Her Ministries. We've got five initiatives. And in those five initiatives, we have over 60 people who volunteer their time. We have a board of directors as well. And it's amazing to see people bringing their past experience, bringing their excellence, whatever that past is, to the table for free. They're doing this to better our society. And as an employer... I would look at that and say, that's the kind of person I want to exactly. hire. Exactly. The other thing, if you want to discover your leaders in the, in the workplace, if you're a leader and you want to discover future leaders, ask them to volunteer in committees at work. Mm. They're going to rise up. They're mm-hmm. the ones who are going to raise their hand. Yeah. And you can see it right there and start training those people, mm-hmm. giving them opportunities to volunteer, not only committees in the in the, in the the work, but also outside, connect them with nonprofits. Yes. Yes, and inside a prison, when I preach in the different facilities, I always ask a question, and oftentimes the woman pops her hand up to answer it. I'm like, "There's a leader yes. right there. Yes. Let's start to you know really nurture that." And bring they her will along. rise up. Yeah, and if they get your book, they can rise mm-hmm. up because it's an awesome book. Okay, now we got to move on. As okay. much as I hate you, you guys are going to have to buy the book. That's it's just that good, um, and so I really encourage you to um, go ahead, go online, look for bring your shoes. Marcy Melzon, or go to our website, himforherministries.org, and you will find a link. Okay, second part of your book, part two, discover and maximize the talents of those you lead. Now, if ladies, part one talks about rising up in your position in that workplace, um, but then part two talks about discovering and maximizing the talents of those you lead. And there's several chapters there. And you talk about your biggest accomplishment as a manager, knowing your employees. We touched on that a little bit. We talked about mentoring, changing lives behind the scenes before we got on air. And I want to talk about that just for a minute here. Yes. You talk about mentoring changes lives. And then you talk about reverse mentoring, which is another chapter. Can you touch on that just a minute for us? Yes. Uh, reverse mentoring is one of my favorite chapters because... Um, and I'll, I'll explain it by telling you a story. Um, first of all, you know, regular mentoring is, of course, an older person mentors a younger person, right, in the workplace or out of the workplace. The reverse mentoring is precisely the opposite. And what is the one thing that younger people could mentor older people is technology, mm-hmm. right? So I had a situation at work once where my boss um, was um, not doing well with Outlook, just emails. He was deleting everything, and then he was upsetting the IT director who reported to me, and I reported to the president, right? So then I go to the president, and I said, okay, uh, and of course you have to have this kind of relationship that I had. And I said, if you want to be an older worker in the in the workplace, right? Um, I you- use the word mature. Well, experience, <laughs> mature, older. So I said... and. If you want to do that, then you got to embrace technology. You got to change your attitude and stay on top. Mm-hmm. Outlook is not that hard. So mm-hmm. please change your attitude. And then I go to my IT director employee who reported to me and I said, you know, one day I want to promote you to chief information officer and I need the president's approval. So I really need you to be okay and good relationship. So I'm going to pair you guys up. And the two of them, I scheduled the reverse mentoring where the IT person trained the president of the bank. And you fast forward two years, they started building this great relationship. And when the IT director got married, guess who his best man was? <laughs> no. The president of the bank. <laughs> yes. Sweet. So that's reverse so mentoring. That is reverse mentoring. And I think it's powerful. Mm-hmm. I really do. You know, in chapter 15, 
you tell us that there are effective strategies for succession planning at all levels. Now, you used a quote from George Patton, who actually happened to own a pit bull that was sitting next to him in all the photos. I own a pit bull, and that's why I like Mm. him so much. But the quote you used, which was really cool, is lead me, follow me, or get out of my way. I mean, I love that. Lead me, follow me, or get out of my way. Can you tell us a little bit about that chapter? Yes, there's some um, there's some of the strategies that I that I've that I've done in the past. In fact, you just reminded me of another quote uh, from the pastor of my uh, the church. He said, "If you think you're a leader and there's no one following you behind you, you're just out for a walk." <laughs> I've done. That. I, I <laughs> yes. love that. Yes, I've said that before. I love it. Turn around and so, see if anybody's following you. Yes, one of the effective strategies that I always recommend is. Uh, because the topic of succession is so crucial right now in every industry, regardless of, you know, regardless of industries across mm-hmm. America. Um, I always say when you establish a culture of cross-training and giving everyone a backup. So, first of all, you avoid the people that can be control freaks and they're terrified to go even on vacation because mm-hmm. they think they may lose their job. Mm-hmm. So you get rid of that kind of feeling. You establish that culture of, you know, everyone is going to be cross-trained because you know what? It's all about the customers. We have to take care of our customers. And if we have people cross-trained and then everyone has a backup, your customer in the end will always be serviced. Mm -hmm. The people in turn will feel that they're learning. So you establish a culture of learning. Now, sometimes what may happen is that the person who's the backup may end up being the better fit mm-hmm. for that type of position. So I think it brings unity too. <clears throat> you know, yes, unity to the team, the team because then you're more empathetic to what that person is going exactly. through. Yes, that Great also. Great chapter. Yes. Okay, we're going to yes. move on to part three. This is the last section. You talk about a NASCAR race. We laughed about that off air. I've been to 10,000 NASCAR races, I tell you. It goes around and around and around. And you are able to take that analogy and yes. make it applicable to leadership. That was a super cool chapter. You guys are going to have to uh, get the book and read that because I wish we had more time to go with that. Uh, part three also talks about leaders connecting the generations, leaders and athletes, what they have in common, yeah. traits of a leader, traits of a follower. Now, as I was reading that chapter, I'm like, okay, why do we need to know traits of a follower? Great points in there. Yes. Great tips, great mm-hmm. suggestions. And the last one that I want to mention and talk uh, just a moment about is leaders leading leaders. Can you give us just one minute on that um, and just share what that chapter is about? Yes. Um, Well, when we talk about leadership, eventually you want to be a leader who leads leaders, right? So you want to develop the people under you that will follow your footsteps, that will will lead the different areas that you may be overseeing right now. So the first step is to identify the future leaders, and then you need to develop them, but not only develop them in the technical part, but the soft skills. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the soft skills, people don't want to talk about that, but... You need to, first of all, you know, teach them to delegate, teach them to trust their employees, uh, teach them to, you know, negotiation skills, uh, presentation skills, all of those different skills that we need to um, that we need to put in place. Right. So powerful. And one of the last points you had in there were leaders are learners. Yes. Ladies, if you're listening, Mm -hmm. if you feel, you know, not only. Do you feel I have leadership gifts? But you also talk about that you're nurturing those gifts. Yes. Might not feel like you're a leader right now, but God mm-hmm. might have another plan for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's most important to remember 
that in God's word, in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Ladies, God's got your path already laid out. Are you willing to take a look and lean into Christ on that and trust what he wants to do in your life? Will you be a leader that's a learner? This is Marcy Malzahn's book called Bring Your Shoes. I love it. You can find it online at Amazon or through her um, website as well, which is... MarciaMalzahn.com. And you will find it, ladies. I'm so encouraged by this book. I love it. Marcy, will you come back again? Sure. Because I know you got another book in your pocket that's still coming out. Amen. It's coming. And ladies, if you have not asked Jesus Christ into your life, maybe today is the day because he has got a future, a promise, a purpose, and a path for you. Ladies, it's just a simple prayer. Invite him into your life. This is Sugbury, him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. Until next time, you know I love you. Over and out.